Hello. How are you? I'm good, but we should say our names first. Oh, I'm Liska. I'm Gabby. And this is? Cries in Norwegian. Yay, a podcast about scam and all of its parallel universes. Yay. Um, Today we are in? Viva la France. (laughs) No, no, can't cut that, cut that. We're in France. I cannot, my American R's are too awful in French. I can't do it. It's okay. I got obsessed with how they say, like, je suis désolé. Yeah, je suis désolé. <laughs> I was like, that's so dramatic. Do you know what? I had the same thought at one point. Somebody was saying it so many times that I, in my head, was like, wow, je suis désolé. It doesn't just mean I'm sorry. It means, like, I am, uh, like, I think désolé, I think, is, like, a stronger word. That's it's, what I mean. I was like... like I'm dis- dis- I'm desolate. Like I'm I'm prostrating myself in front of you. Exactly. And I was like, wow, that's really dramatic. Like, wow, it's so that's funny. Just... The same thought. Yeah, thank you. I'm <laughs> a lot about France. Um, yeah, we are specifically we're in season four because we realized if we didn't start peppering in seasons of France in between our other seasons, um, we would just end up being a scam France podcast by the end. So we decided to dive into season four, which I'm very excited about. And I think it's gonna be a very spicy conversation because it seemed like when I texted you and from little comments we've made, like I texted you, I love this season. And you were like, hmm, yeah, (laughs) let's talk about it (laughs) or something to that effect. (laughs) So it sounds like you're not as enthusiastic about it. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say and defend Iman. (laughs) Uh, My problem isn't Iman. Um, I figured, yeah. Full disclosure, when I watched it originally, I didn't finish the season. Uh, I was just like, I stopped watching. I did watch the Sofian clips, like, towards the Uh end of the season. Like, I would just Uh pick out which clips I wanted to watch towards the end. Uh, And I was like, you know what? I have to watch it for the podcast at some point, so whatever. I mean, I also haven't finished season five, but (laughs) I think I made it further into season five also sometimes I just think like France is too ambitious for its own good mm, season five is Arthur right yeah season five. it's funny I he's one of my things he's on my list of like little things I really liked about this season and I think I pointed him out in the, in the previous one we watched in season three yeah so I I'm not surprised they gave him his own season there's something very like in positively intriguing about that actor so it's just, yeah, it's interesting to me how they were like, when they cast this group and they gelled together and then who they picked out, who stood out to them as this character and this actor can carry a whole season. Yeah. All right. Uh, so but before we get to that, we do have yeah. some like updates. I'm, I'm trying to keep, as always, the updates like vague because we're always dating ourselves and you're like, huh, she's talking about this thing that happened two months ago. <laughs> yes. That's just, that's how we roll. Well, t- well, two big things. First of all, I did go to the Scam Austin panel, which we haven't really oh. talked about. That's right. You took notes. I want to hear how it went. So I did, took, I did take notes. I thought it was really interesting. So we had uh, Val, who plays um, Joe. Julie, who played um, the main character. Why am I blanking on her name? Grace? Megan. Megan. Oh, Megan. Oh, yeah. And, Grace is the second season. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lakeisha who is um, Shay, and I, in my notes, I referred to them as Kiki, because that's what uh, Pedro was doing, the, 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 he was doing the moderating, that's uh, Penetrator, Penetrator Joe. Joe, yeah, 
And uh, and he and he would be like kiki this, kiki that. And at some point, uh, they were like, I don't really go by kiki anymore. But then we didn't like. Then a, another nickname was not given. <laughs> uh, yeah. What are their pronouns? So, so their pronouns are they them. The pronouns, um, I believe, are they them. Okay. Yeah. But they go by either um, Daniel or um, Lacation. Okay. And. Uh, and, and the topic so, like, was diversity, right? What? The topic was diversity, right? Yeah, so it was diversity and sort of like sort of like their experiences in Scam Austin in general. So they each sort of gave their like audition stories and sort of that at the beginning. Julie was the only one who had seen Scam originally and was like a huge fan and like was excited to be at the audition with like the Julie and them, you know? So that was oh my god, I fan girl so hard. Yeah, so that was really <laughs> cute. She found the show during Tumblr in season three, didn't we all? <laughs> um, and like, like it's it's really interesting because Lakeisha at some point makes a comment that I guess so. Lakeisha and the actor who played um, not Marlon, but the other dude in their group. I don't remember his name. I know you're talking about. So he's like, he's like, he's like a white Cuban Latino from Miami. Like that's who he is in real life. Okay. Uh, and, and like Asia is like, you know, like Shay. Uh, right. And they're very different, but they're, they're like super close friends. And they were like inseparable on set. They talked a lot about how if it wasn't for scam, their lives are so different that they would have never met. So that's there so was something sort of wonderful about that and like, of bringing them together but I thought like you could see a lot of that though in the conversations in general oh. that um like Keisha would be like I didn't know what improv games were when I went to uh to audition so every like everything had to be kind of explained to me it was just like they all saw it on an Instagram ad and they went and they auditioned that's so, so amazing <laughs> yeah that's so crazy I um, love that they that they so they as a cast were close and it was a good set like they gelled with each other yeah I mean I did kind of mention this to you it did seem at least that the actors of color got along and they kind uh -huh. of had their own little click uh because there was sort of a bit of a shady comment that I loved I don't think it was shade I think it was honesty uh, uh -huh. about season two uh and about how they hadn't seen all of season two and because they were only watching like the scenes that had their friends in it each other yeah you yeah. did mention that yeah so 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 there was definitely you know who who apparently they're all they are all still friends with who um the girl who played um the Vilde character whose name why am I blanking on all of these characters names suddenly I'm like being put on the spot okay I had had I had such a rough morning. I feel like I should uh, preempt this, our whole conversation with saying my brain, I don't know, I I woke up weird and I've had coffee and my head is still oh no. cloudy. So I feel like I'll be losing basic vocabulary. To, I'm I'm certain, but yeah, go, go ahead. I'm looking up Scam Austin. And so uh, it seems like she's one of the ones that's still in Austin. A lot of them have left uh, that area. So the people who are still there, like she's the one they hang out with. And also like, I guess she's the type of person that like goes out of their way to be friendly and accepting and whatever. And they all seem to genuinely care for her, keep in touch with her. Her character. Uh, like the character. So I thought that was, that was good. It's, she's Kelsey, right? Her character's Kelsey. Kelsey so it's Shelby. Yeah. Shelby. Yeah. So Shelby they would say Shelby this, Shelby that, or, or, 
or like, you know, she's the type of person who during the pandemic will text you, how are you doing? You know, checking in. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know. I thought that was, that was, that was sweet. Are they, how many of them are acting, continuing to act or taking that as a career path? I'm actually not sure the, the, the part that they were talking about more was like Val is the only one who's still in college. Actually, mm. Julie recently dropped out because she was like, it's just not what I need right now. And that's yeah. Okay. yeah. So like, I can just going to college in this pandemic just must be the weirdest, hardest. That was, thing. that was a little bit of what they were talking. It was like, uh, cause I guess finals are coming up and sort of like, it's like a weird experience to, to be in right now. Uh, they had a lot of really great things to say about Julie oh. in general. I thought there was a funny thing. Wait, where... Julie Andam or? Julie Andam. Yeah, okay. Uh, I thought there was a, a funny moment where Val and Julie, the actor, said that they would fight over Marlon Jonas from the OG. Like, uh -huh. And I think there was some sort of story about trying to call him from Julie's phone or something. <laughs> uh, and like sort of like the main thing for them was to talk about how they've never been officially canceled. So they say that they've, right. been, that they've been ghosted by Facebook. <laughs> oh my and God. Facebook deleted their number. That is so crazy. That's all they said about it? Like, Well, they no talked about it. The one that talked about it the most, which I was interested in was obviously Lakeisha because it was supposed to be their season. So there's a lot of rightful anger. Yeah. And they're definitely sure season three is not going to happen, right? Even though they've been ghosted. I'm doing such like I mean, the I've been ghosted girl thing. The character, uh, the character uh, Instagram started getting deleted recently. Oh, yeah. You told me that. Yeah. So they're not coming back. So, what? so That's so shitty and unprofessional. That pisses me off so much. Yeah. They said they deleted our Instagram. So we took that as a sign. Jeez. And so like Aisha talked about feeling really disrespected because this was a story that had never been told like a black yeah. uh, queer girl in in Texas so I get it I'm angry too I'm so disappointed they were really excited they said like you know season three and season four were would have killed there was going to be a lot of power in those stories and yeah it and that they never got to be told and finally their own chance to do their own thing like seasons one and two are basically what has existed in several versions already including OG and this would have been their chance to do their own thing. Oh, that's yeah, so shitty. And, so and just the way it was done is so just heaping shit upon shit. Yeah, exactly. So it really, really sucks. And they feel like it was like targeted in a lot of ways. Like their stories weren't worth it. Yeah. Even though, like they said, season three is always the biggest season. So why stop then? Yeah. So it was so annoying. And then they shared a little bit more about like the storylines that they were excited about because I think they were being given more of a chance to sort of like contribute in terms of who their characters were. So uh, Joe was actually going to be undocumented and want to go to college, maybe even realize that she was undocumented when she was like, hey, I want to go to college. What is, and then sort of like that storyline. Oh. Um, for even Penetrator Joe had a really cool storyline where he was actually going to be adopted. So even though he's uh, Mexican-American, he had like white parents. So it's like, because they were going to put the two Joes together, that was the end game. And oh. sort of like also seeing this contrast of like someone who's very proudly and openly Latina and uh -huh. someone who is like very different in his relationship to his Latinx uh, phase and like yeah. how there's no right way to be Latino. Right. Uh, which I thought was really cool. 
Ah, and so, yeah, and it's such like f- like fairly unique storylines and things that you couldn't do in any other country. Like exactly. they're very because, American stories because and and specifically American immigrant stories. And they keep highlighting how important it was that there were so many brown people in the cast. They're the only yes. um, make really to have this amount of like people of color in it. Yeah, and, like that that opportunity wasn't given to them they do they do also share some frustrations which I appreciated like I really liked their honesty so one of them was yes we did have this amazing cast but still every single person on set was white we loved them they were great but every single person on set was white you know how do we get Netflix to reboot (laughs) scam season Starting with Scam Scam Austin season three. I don't know, man. I I would I would give a lot. I have no idea. Um, and then Val was really open about how she felt like she was fetish fetish fetish. Why can I say the word right now? Fetishized. Fetishized. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. It's like s sh. Yes. As a Latina, and she says, looking back on it, I wasn't comfortable with how they dressed Joe. I wish I would have spoken out about it. It gave me a lot of issues. Her storyline in season two about like eating cupcakes and going viral, it didn't work. And she feels like the whole point was again, sexualizing her character. Yeah. Yeah. And so looking back on it, she's like, I really wish that I had been braver in speaking out when it comes to that, because it really was like, fucked her up a little bit, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Also, when you remember how young they are, like, and they're and they're have they're have such a huge responsibility, and and like that kind of stuff is difficult to navigate. Those kind of workplace dynamics are difficult to navigate when you're an adult, much less when you're high school, college age. And then she also specifically mentioned one of the things she did love, which we both mentioned, was Joe not for not forgiving Grace for what she did to. Yeah. Um, now I want to call her Shelby to Kelsey. And the way that Val explained it was like, white people shouldn't get away with shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to just like bat your eyes and make a face and everything's instantly forgiven. They, they did give some uh, Scam France shade, actually. Oh. Well, because they, they basically were like, we haven't really watched most of the remakes, which is fine. I'm, your heart was broken. I get it. But I think Julie's the one who's kept up with it the most. And she was like, well, and you know, Scam France was the only one that made the Jonas character react badly to the coming out scene and he's black like right you know yeah yeah you have to think about the story choices you're making and I was like yeah yeah we've we've been there I don't know why I wrote Air Force One no idea (laughs) what that note means (laughs) but yes again just reiterating uh like Keisha that there was it was a lot of pressure to be that Isaac but at the same time there wasn't any because she was they were never able to do that so it's very heartbreaking yeah so I really want to write a story for them. Like that is such a compelling, I mean, I wouldn't dare. And so that's kind of like the Scam Austin update from my notes. And what was the kind of setup for, for, like who organized it? And they mentioned, like, I think you mentioned, they mentioned wanting to do more. Yeah, but I don't, I assume six degrees of connection, but I don't know what the next plans of anything is. Uh, Yeah, no idea. And then... Yeah, and then so the other thing that I just wanted to briefly say was that season five of Droog finished. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I I had it downloaded on my hard drive before the freaking thing crashed. Sorry, go ahead. And I highly enjoyed it. 
And I'm like genuinely excited about all of these characters. I could tell you were excited because you were texting me pictures from the season. And I was like, oh, she likes it. I do like it. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, um, I did really like it. Should we dive into France or yeah, more I updates? Yeah, I think it's okay. time. All right. So, yes, like okay, I said. So I, I, I want to preface this with... Uh-huh. I always find it interesting to see sort of like our different reactions or similar reactions based on how we consume the show. Uh, uh-huh. Because you kind of like, you just binged it in like two days, right? Yeah, yeah. And you had the whole, you have the whole episodes. I was watching it as it was airing, clip by clip. And a lot of it felt like torture when you, when it was like clip by clip. Yeah, I think I was, I keep thinking about the what the Fox season, whatever, the Zoe Senna season, whatever, is it two, three? I don't, I can two. It's two, okay. Because they switch them around sometimes, so I get confused. Be, that My sense of it dragging, I think did come from the fact that I was watching like an idiot clip to clip. And I, so I wonder if I saw whole episodes. So I know, I know exactly what you mean about how, like how to, how you consume it is so changes the, the perspective. Because it was just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I think we'll get to that in a little bit, but it was just this experience where everyone was like, not having a fun time watching it. It, it is a downer of a season. I mean, or like, or like a very tumultuous, I'll say that season. And then I think when we get to it, a lot of it was people really, really, really hated the girl squad. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that. I have <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Okay, so do we just want to start kind of talk, do you want to talk about like your general impressions uh, or Iman, where do we want to? Yeah, I'll just overall, I really enjoyed watching it. I think partly, like you said, because I was watching it just whole and binging. Um, I, and I think also when, I think also it helps that like, okay, I had a similar experience with this as with What the Fox season two, where two and four are like the, the trouble seasons of OG like one and three are as close to perfect you know season of television in my mind as you can get so and like two and four are a little bit less than you know and I love for I love Sana mostly because I love Sana and and the actress who plays her um so they that that alone makes up for a lot of the stickiness of that season and so (laughs) I think I particularly loved Iman's season because I feel like it it like what the fuck it took the basic idea and and just in terms of storytelling did it better like it fixed a lot of the problems of the original and I think I it, it maybe it makes it a low bar <laughs> or something but I, I love it for I think it like enhanced my sense of loving and and it's similarly also where like watching this season I was putting things together retroactively about OG part of what doesn't work for me about OG's season is it feels like um there's just something where the pieces don't fit perfectly together and I think you know we talked about this pretty extensively when we did her season but where the storylines like they kind of fit it's kind of like when you're putting together a puzzle and you put in a piece that like 80% fits but like you're not totally sure if it's the right piece I it's that feeling of like just something like the season isn't comfortable in its own skin or something I don't know if that makes any sense but that's my feeling watching it and like mm-hmm. I said, I love the actress so much that it makes up for a lot of that. And I still enjoy watching it. 
Um, but in this version, they took all those same basic storylines, you know, the way she rejects Sofian, the way the way, her, the way her family stuff interacts with her personal stuff, interacts with her school stuff, the way her emotional motivation interacts with her or, you know, <laughs> brings about her behavior, which then has consequences in the plots around her, which blow back on her, which affects her motivation. Like that was really clearly, it felt to me, plotted and just all these things working together. Even small things like it's Lucas, is it Luca or Lucas? With an S? Wait, it has an S, but I don't know if you pronounce it. I can't remember. Anyway, I'll just say Lucas with an S. Even how Lucas is the one who has the talk with her when she, you know, at her lowest point, which I know also happens in the original. That's the uh, uh, bench scene. character. What? The bench scene. Yeah, it's the infamous bench scene. And we'll get to just talking about that scene in of itself. But my point is just that like, it seemed so much clearer because in this version where just a couple of scenes before that, he says to her, um, he, basically she had done the right thing in his instance of not telling him about Elliot and his past with her, with her brother. And mm -hmm. so um, he, of course, it makes sense that he's the one to see, because two scenes earlier, he says, you're a good person, that he's the one who's going to bolster her here. And I'm pretty sure the exact same thing happens in the original, but I just didn't make that tiny connection for some yeah. reason watching the original. So it's like little things like that, like the, like so much more clarity on the computer thing. Like, you know, you know, she just emails Charles, boom, chaos explodes. Like <laughs> it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing of getting a password and then bully, cyber bullying. And it just, like it, it was, yeah. yeah. So I those think, things I think are just all more streamlined and better. Okay, that's my did, overall. Impression. I think I did notice this time that there were, I thought it was interesting because I think that they do, because my, my thing is always like, oh, they lean into the drama. But, but this time around, I noticed that they do have a right instinct sometimes in that you're saying and like streamlining things that are like this, that's too complicated, just do it this way and it works. And you get yeah. step from A to B in the same way and the same like the emotional beats are the same it works um yeah. like I noticed it too even with the part with the party which is really just Ingrid bringing a bottle of alcohol I was like okay this doesn't turn all her friends into jerks right uh, and feels authentic in the moment and I bought it and the drama is still there Sure. And it bolstered that drama with Ingrid going yeah. forward. It's one of those little microaggressions that. Yeah, so, so I bought it. But then I think the reason that so many people are generally unhappy with this season is because they see the things they didn't like about that season and sort of like France doubling down on them. So they don't like Charles. They don't like Manon. They don't like Manon and Sophia dating passionately uh-huh for example and then you know this is a thing that friends does here and does forever in five and six they'll have these little subplots and sometimes they'll add greatly to the character and sometimes you're like what the fuck was the point of this mm. uh so in this case for example and that th i think this is also the thing where now seeing it as a whole i think it works much better for me than it did even if it's not my favorite season so for example, one of these sort of like subplots that is added for drama is the, da the dance thing with Alexia, which people did not enjoy from what I remember. At that point, I'm not sure because I was kind of checked out, but mm -hmm. it, just, it just feels like you're, and I think it was this thing where like, and I think this is the dramatic aspect. I do think it works character-wise, but remember watching a clip to clip, you're just like, 
yes, we understand that the way that Iman is acting is not correct, but why do you keep having all these bad things? Like you're kind of adding all these bad things. So interesting. Yeah, I think. And, and so like, it felt like you're torturing her for no reason and she has no one on her side and her friends are completely blind and continue to be basically blind to and never apologize of the thing people about their own microaggressions yeah okay I feel like talk about this without diving straight into all the big subjects like I think I had a different perception about the dance and the sense of, uh, for example, I, I loved, okay, ugh, this is so hard. The, this, the, the dancing, the her being so prickly and just like wrong headed, but I fucking loved it. And the, and the, the bad things happening to her, I, I enjoyed it. But again, I'm watching it in continuity, knowing that there's going to be a I happy think, ending. I don't think so much it was her, like, I don't think people had problems with how she was acting. I see. Okay. Uh, and so, so maybe it's the show doing a good job of putting you in her point of view, but yeah. it's more like, especially because at this point, people love the first half of the season. So they're like, you've set up that she's told Manon that she's feels isolated. Like, so she's been more open, even in her, in her like prickliness than some of the other Sanas, right? Yes. I, I love that balanced quality to her character. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and so, so you've set up that a couple of people have noticed that, oh, she might like Sofian, right? So so sort of these changes, people were really sort of like into them. So then to them, I think there was just, I mean, my interpretation at the moment was like, there was just this lead to, why is no one taking a beat to try to think about like, because over and over they say, you've changed so much and I don't see it for most of it at the beginning when they're saying that to me, she's Iman. Yeah, that was a little like, like a question mark for me. I was like, eventually she what? does. Eventually she does. And you get it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. But, but, um, so, so, okay. Just a couple of things. Like, okay. Try, I'm trying to keep track of everything. Like I said, my brain is mush today. I'm so sorry. The dance thing is a little like Hollywood screenwritery, but I kind of loved it anyway. Um, it, and when I say Hollywood screenwritery, it, I loved, basically the things I loved about it is I love that it gave Alexia agency. Ale this Chris is the, I think the one with the most character development out of any Chris, yes. which I was just like bowing, thank you, thank you, Lord. Like, I loved it. I love that. Action. I thought she did a great job. Uh, and so, great. And, and the fact that she's just like badass dancer, I was like, yes, like go. Um, in terms of Iman, I kind of, this is the screenwritery thing, but I kind of loved it that she, that they keep mentioning like, you don't dance anymore, you don't dance anymore. And then it pays off both. Oh, in, no, no, I love that. I okay, love that. okay. Okay. So I love that. And in fact, when I was thinking, remember, I was trying to explain it to you about Scam España. What to me was lacking about the Danny and Amira relationship was uh -huh. like, they don't have a thing. So like, like a specific thing that I can track sort of character wise in terms of like, oh, this is yes. the thing that's ours. And like, yes, it's, and it's like a motif. A yeah. So here it was the dance. Right. And I loved that it tied into her backstory where she says why she stopped dancing. And I fucking, I got, I yeah. cried. No, I, thought, I thought that was great. It was, I don't think it's the dance as a whole. I think it's the audition. Like something about it feels right. too horned in. Yeah. I think bit. the argument is like, there's enough drama. Friends, take a, take a beat. 
Right. Yeah. So, okay. So the second thing is, so it feels, it feels as you're watching it week to week, it feels in that second half, like everything's being piled on, piled on, piled on, piled on, piled on. I guess to me, that was a positive experience of watching. Again, I think it's about the pacing of how you watched it. Um, Yeah, totally. And And for me, it was working thematically a little bit better this time than before. Like you're saying, I think that where we got with Iman worked more. Yeah, in in terms of her like prickliness of her character, um, I feel like I understood it more than I understood Sana's. Like I love Sana's. She's just like an experience to be around. I just want to watch her. But with Iman, I totally was able to track how she, how this inside frustration that comes from absolutely legitimate causes, external factors that are being thrust upon her and then her reaction to them also being bad and that and and this kind of touches on the racism which is like a whole like yeah, I, I was gonna be like I feel like we need to acknowledge and maybe like where I think we're gonna talk about it more much more but yeah there is and one of the things that the actress whose name I'm blanking on right now was talking about because she's a lot of press I will say this about them like they I don't know what the numbers of F season four actually were but they were kind of like going on the high of season three. So they booked her, like they did the promo for this season and she did a lot of interviews and stuff. And she was talking about like how proud and excited she was that in the year 2019, yeah, 2019, (laughs) it was the first time she had seen a black Muslim Muslim. woman on French television. Yes. And how happy and excited she was about it and how amazing she felt to have to have to be that yes and for me as an audience like I to portray her lived experience as a black Muslim woman in France but without it being like um without her being portrayed as a victim or pathetic or uh and that's something that we've always loved I think about the Sanas like they're never made to be victims that's not the idea yeah and I, and I really um, felt that yeah and and so, so that process, so I had this interesting experience watching this where more so than with OG, or I think we've only seen OG. I don't think this is the first son, other sauna we're watching, right? Am I crazy? Yes, because we didn't want to watch them until after we had finished. Yes, yeah. Okay, so, so I had this interesting experience that, that it, when I watch OG sauna and people are being mean to her, I fucking want to like beat them up. Like I'm so... In, and I'm so like raging with her at like, this is so unfair and, 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 and just like, which is a good thing. Like a show is supposed to put you in her perspective. And, 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 it, and then it's a letdown when it doesn't quite resolve in a satisfying way. With Iman, I had this interesting experience where I was totally with her and completely understanding why she is reacting that way because Ingrid is a fucking racist bitch. And there are all these like super legitimate external pushes on her. And so I completely am with her emotionally. I understand why she's pushing Sofiane away. I understand like the pressure of her parents and the expectation, like her character dynamic, her character conflict of what she wants versus what she thinks is right or what she should want. Mm -hmm. And uh, all these pressures are acting on her. And yet I also am completely tracking where her behavior is shitty. Like completely tracking that she's not handling it well 
and not in a judgmental way. I'm not pissed at her about it or anything, but like, I feel for her and, and I understand. So it just kind of gave me like, I don't know. It just felt like a really interesting character analysis or something like portraying. I, I just understood it much more more I think than I did saunas because it lined up more somehow yeah I kept trying when I got to that second half of the season I kept being like open hearts open minds <laughs> open hearts open minds are going to give it a chance and and I do think that it came as a whole it came much better together in terms of Iman and her character arc uh than than I expected I actually do think right. that that came through like her okay so we have to should we just dive into the discussion about the way race is handled we can talk about race first and then we can talk about and then we can talk about yeah like i don't know by pretty things i mean sophian of course because like this is the thing that og as we have extensively talked about really is a letdown and it feels like a season if it always feels to me like julie just wasn't as comfortable with the subject matter or the character experience. And it came through as she, as she was with the others and it came through in the writing. And I, I fucking love Julie. I have no criticisms to her, but that's just my feeling watching the season. And I thought season handled it much better. I do, okay, like the fact that, okay, the bench scene, I was starting to get furious again, where I'm like, they're still doing that thing where Isak gets to racism, explain racism to her. And yet um, the scene does end more like she, her, I think her, she has the last line and she says, you're going to get tired of explaining it all the time too. Yes. She calls him naive and he doesn't fight her on it. Yes. So the scene sort of ends on her side. Yeah. Um, Not completely, not as much as I would want He gets, he gets his, Hatred is just in ignorance. Yeah. Uh, His like naive fucking whatever. But um, so, so, but not completely, but in a little bit. And then she gets to clap back at Ingrid. I fucking cheered when she, when she stands up to her. I guess let's, um, yeah. So I thought it was interesting to use the Ingrid character for that because it is someone that we kind of know. And so like, yeah. I thought like if you if you just do it with the girl squat, if you just do it with like Bill Day, uh, there's a lot of it can go badly or well, like it's but introducing this character that's already familiar to us and to the girl squad, I thought was a really, really interesting and, and good way of using those uh microaggressions because that's what they are over and yeah. over and over and over again. So yeah. um it really drives me crazy. Like I think the scene was after they find out um that she sent the email and they all like confront her oh yeah mm-hmm. and they said that was like hard. we'll never be able to forgive you uh-huh. uh i was like why are they always just mad at iman like why is it like every single time like they do not ever give her a chance to have her say they're just jumping to these conclusions about her over and over uh and like they keep not being on her side. Yes, I, I hear you. I did love that she gets to say, why do you, do you really think that that's who I am? Yes, I love that line too. And I think even though it's a small thing, it, it plants, a pl- it plants the, the thing that is going to make it so that they can, so that they can see, that, that they like can open their hearts and minds, you know, which, you know, yes, you could argue they shouldn't have to have a thing planted, but like, 
you have a fight with your best friend. Like you, you, you say and think things that you don't really mean and they're all pissed off and hurt. So, and yeah, so I yeah. thought angry, it was a very useful tool as a way of realistically being like, yeah, she's jealous, but also Ingrid is racist. Yeah. Uh, and and I think there's this just this conversation I think we've had about like, it doesn't mean she's like a member of the KKK. That's not what it means to be racist. Uh, Yes. Yes. And that's why everyone is always like, I'm not racist. Um, Yes. It's, it's in, like, I don't think there's anything more perfect than her story about like her Arab neighbor, you know, like, Uh and I was like, girl, how can you not hear yourself how can you not not hear it like why are you so fucking sorry go ahead yes go ahead so it was very maddening and yeah and I guess I just I guess I understand that the girl's eyes are forced to be open uh Mm -hmm. after this uh perhaps but then I also I think the thing is like I don't know it feels like it's not really acknowledged like they never she apologized like it's it's so they make they make Iman, yes, she goes. To, she gets those speeches, which I cut you off. I do want you to talk about that speech. Mm-hmm. And she does get that. It's very satisfying. But they do kind of make it go on this apology tour mm-hmm. over and over again. And then she never gets one in return. Yeah. Like she gets a hug. Okay, yeah. that's great. Interestingly, Ingrid apologizes, though she says, I don't really know what I did wrong, which I'm like, that has to be the worst apology on the planet. Like you, you, even you know you don't mean it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, okay, yeah, it's, like, I, it's, it's a, it's like the the notes apology that the actors make, right? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But yeah, um, talk about that. I I did think that that scene was so satisfying. Uh, so do you wanna? Yeah. The, um, let me think. The so Iman gets to go to Ingrid, and in front of her friends, this is where she kind of shames them. Uh-huh. Uh, says, "You are racist." <laughs> yes. yes I so okay and she talks about well, one her, thing I really appreciate about this season yeah so, so I like that Iman refuses to apologize to Ingrid yes yes that was really good and, I I think go ahead yeah I was gonna say and basically says you you are projecting the angry black woman like stereotype onto me yes um, I am nodding so vigorously right when, now and um as she said, it's normal to be angry when you're made to feel like you're the problem. Like yes, your and entire then life. I, yeah, and then when I react, I'm the how it, it's my fault. Like when I react naturally as anyone would, I become the problem. Yeah, and that's not fair. Yes, which I just fucking loved. I've loved. I sorry. Yeah, and so I liked, and I, I do. I think it was sweet that she tells the girls, "You've never made me feel that way," but I also don't think that's true. All right. One thing I, I really loved about this season is that it, and, and you could argue that it like needs to do more. It, sh- it could have done more of the, of, of going into all these things. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that's a valid argument. I, I don't know how I would have done that, um, which is that it addresses different kinds of racism. And it does, I have in my notes, just like in all caps, Scam France addresses institutional racism in France, except I didn't write down what that was in reference to. So I vaguely remember there was a conversation, I think Iman talking to someone about institution, like not just use the phrase, but um, maybe how it affects schools or I can't remember what it was about. But so clearly I just want to acknowledge they did that. And then they deal with this kind of interpersonal racism, which is, which is not the like, you don't have to belong to the KKK to be racist. And I 
I guess going back to that idea of how I really had this interesting experience of recognizing all the harm that was being done to her and legitimately feeling it, but also seeing how she was acting badly. I think that's why her apology to her group of friends really worked for me because, because she does stand up for herself and say like, this is real and it's a real problem, but you, you the individual haven't done this to me. So I am, so I, I, that really worked for me. Oh, sorry, just give me one second to think. Um, I guess I just don't think. Hold on one second, sorry. I uh, understand what you're saying, but I don't think that you get to have a Daphne in your friend group and not acknowledge. Okay, yes. Yeah, so like, and you know there. I am a defender of the Vilde. No, no, I know, I know. So I was getting there, yes. So I do completely agree though and understand and it st stuck out to me as well that they don't apologize to her. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's it. So yeah. like there was this like general, I think, anger at the girl squat where they were like, like I, you know, when I, I told you that I tried to go down back to see the discourse, I remember basically they were like, these are the worst girl squat ever. And it comes down yeah. to- Oh yeah, yes. So- not apologizing, I think. I think it sounds like not apologizing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's more than that, though. Uh, I, on my list of things I didn't like about the season, and it took me the longest to get on board, and I still never am fully on board, except for Alexia, is Girl Squad. And I think, I, you know, I haven't seen seasons one and two, so I can't tell how much of my reaction is just that I haven't bonded with these characters, but I just, I just don't like them. I don't like the way they're portrayed. I don't love the actors. I don't love the actor who plays Emma or um, who's their, uh, Vilda, what's her name? Daphne. Daphne. I, um, even Manon, I don't really like. I just, I, I like them. I like them in season three. But they're so little in season three. Yeah, well, there's more than usual. They did, like, this is the one, France is the one that goes through the effort of making Lucas sort of interact with them. There's the whole common room plot. And like, they're all working together to do the common, the, like open the common room, That's keep true. the common room open, have that program. Yeah, I guess you're right, you're right. I think that Emma and Daphne are just very bland to me. And so I didn't, they didn't stand out to me as extremely negative in season three. And you're right, here they're worse. Yeah, and, and, and Manon, is like on the fence for me anyway of whether I like her or not. <laughs> I don't so, think you're alone in that. Uh, yeah. But so, I, liked so, yes. her with, I liked her with Lucas too. I liked her when they were sat together. Yes. Well, part of that I think is like a chemistry of the group yeah. where it took me so long to believe them as a friend group. And I kept asking myself, is this because I haven't seen earlier seasons or what? Like, Perhaps. Or is it just I not? do think, I do think it is probably my least favorite girl squad. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I think that's, and I think that's a huge part of it because it is a huge part of Iman's arc. So I think that's, I honestly think that's where a huge problem with the season comes from. So uh, I see that. Yeah. So I, I do think yeah. that that's sort of one of the big things. Um, and, and then related to that, I don't care as much about their subplots then. So like, mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you weren't watching it uh, live, but every time that Emma mentions like going on a boring date with Alex, you would get an Instagram post or a story or something where they're like, like miserable yeah. at a fancy restaurant or whatever. That felt super forced. And again, just part of the like generic, like boringness of, of those characters that I didn't, the only one I enjoyed is Alexia. Manon and Charles cracked me up. I only liked it as a function of Iman's story because it fixed that weird story, like narrative problem that the original had. 
and, and then when Charles shows up, I was like texting you. I, okay, I you were texting me. I would like to let you know that he had a haircut. So this was like a big reveal of his stupid haircut when he shows up. Okay. Like the actor. I believe what I texted you and I said I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to. Okay. I believe what I texted you and I said I wasn't going to say it, but I'm totally going to is why is he 35 years old? Because what what happened i don't know that was such a bad reveal and his motorcycle is so cringing i think i have found my least favorite william oh this I is the like, worst this is the worst william and i've only seen him for like 30 seconds i can't imagine his whole season he's so uncharismatic to me I, you know how much i hate talking shit well, about and actors. i think i think they're dating in real life like are they really life. yeah oh my god there's no chemistry with them on screen i'm <laughs> sorry i'm seriously consider taking this whole thing out because then I'm just venting. About no, no, I think we life. need like five seconds to acknowledge it, but then we have, we got to move on. Okay. Just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I guess Charles and Manon, Manon are essentially whatever to me. Uh, and so they're there, they have a function, but again, if yeah. I'm watching clip to clip, the fact that I have to spend time with them and they're unpleasant. Yes. It's not see. ideal. Let's stay with Manon for a second because my wait, wait, I keep trying to say this one thing about Alexia. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you're right. She is sort of like the one that co really comes through and comes alive and is very likable, which is why I understand why they chose to make her um, Arthur's girlfriend for the next season. We see. Some oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, because then she gets fucked and people are angry. Oh, so it's like. <laughs> Well, don't tell me, don't tell me. But I'll Remember watch it. that they love love triangles. They love love triangles and drama. Oh, right, right, right. There's so something to look forward to. Yeah. So so it's, I think they saw that. I think they saw that the actress was good. They started to lean on that, which is the right instinct. But then they never quite know how to follow through on certain things. So so yeah, so I mm. do agree with that. And so yeah, I just wanted to mention. Okay, that. yeah, yeah. Let's, should we stick with Manon for a second? Because yeah. my impression from the sidelines as the season was airing and I wasn't watching was that there was a lot, a lot of anger. Like I think to the point where people were quitting the show when Manon kisses Sofiane. So that's when I quit the show. Right, <laughs> right. I didn't want to be like, when you quit. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, and I didn't even do it on purpose. I was just rewatching and I was like, I legit just stopped watching there. Like, right. I'm just like, no, nope, I'm out. So just, again, maybe because of the experience of watching it as a binge, I mean, it's not exactly pleasant. Like you don't want this to happen, but I feel like from their perspective, like she just told Sofian good, like no way, no how, Iman did. Okay, fine. I get it from his point of view, which a lot of people do. And, and Manon is dealing with shit. Like I don't really need to, I don't, I didn't really need any more than that. Maybe it's because he took her to the exact same spot, did the exact same move. That was shitty. The stars thing was shitty. Well, did he, do we know for a fact that he did the same move? He made, she makes the reference about the stars. So I don't know. I mean, I just figured that like they were visible there. I don't, I don't know. know that he went through the whole thing. I mean, I, in my heart of hearts, I refuse to believe that he did. Um, but just taking her to the same place was shitty. I completely, completely agree. Though I kind of liked that they make him a little bit shitty because like I said in my text, this guy could not be portrayed more perfect. I think we can talk about that in, in a sec. So let's let's finish yeah. with the Manon thing and then we yes. can with Sofiane. Yes, 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 yes. And I so I think it's another sort of like check mark off against the girl squad. Because uh, it's not like we got confirmation that it's not like she knew 
that Iman had a crush, but then she like suspected. And I can understand to a certain like degree, but I don't know. It just feels, I mean, she says not only did she, she suspected and Iman specifically said that's not true. So she, she does like, I, I kind of get it in, I think because I was, or in my friend group, I should say, a long time ago before AFI, the same thing happened where there was a girl who really liked a guy and kind of, I knew, I don't know if anybody else knew, but, um, but people suspected it. Anyway, one of our other friends ended up getting together with him and it was just really hard and painful for, for everyone involved. Anyway, I wasn't like, but yeah, so, I am so itself. But yeah, it, I think it just felt like leaning into this thing that people didn't like which was yeah yeah, I guess and then just felt kind of realistic to me like this happens in friend groups but like I said maybe I just felt that because I went lived through it (laughs) yeah I don't know it just felt like um it just felt unnecessary to me I guess I did feel it was unnecessary oh the part I didn't like was when it kept on going I think that's it I think the fight with Charles was too much for me I'll say that I think it's like not I was like okay fine you're gonna keep the kiss fine whatever okay there's like a moment okay that's fine but it just kept going (laughs) And then like Sophia shows up in school and I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And it, and part of it is again, like just that those, I just don't believe those two characters. Like I believe them having a drunken kiss at a party, yeah, like, exactly, whatever. Exactly. but these two do not No, And so, and then the fight with Charles felt really forced. Same uh, thing. Same thing. I, I get, yeah. it's like, I understand the instinct of trying to change it, but it didn't pay off for me either. It felt really forced and weird and. And, and Charles telling who emailed me, I'm going to kill them. I was just like, oh, fuck, like, come on. Like, this is so, especially as a device to keeping her from, sa- from, from saying that felt lame and didn't yeah. work. I definitely, you know, d- didn't, didn't work from, you know. Yeah, like me. I said, that, that's why I think that the second half I struggle with. I just like, sure. I can understand the instinct of certain things, especially because I think I understand better, like how France wants to tell the type of stories they want to tell, how they want to tell it, but it just doesn't all fit uh, in those in those details. So that Manon and Sofian, I just ultimately right. doesn't come together for me. <laughs> it's unpleasant, right. yeah. unpleasant. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Can, do you want to talk Sofian? Yes, let's talk Sofian. Well, okay. I, I, I love his name just off the bat. Like I love, I do, I do love name. it too. And I have been known to to mention many times that I love his smile. Uh, I just want to say this one thing that I thought was like I thought was really interesting in terms of like remembering the discourse and that whole like watching it live. I do think that the scam fandom has a problem of p- putting people in like binaries: you're good or you're bad. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Except if you're a William, although even then. Oh and yeah. So like. They started loving Sofian, but then, like, the moment he kisses Manon, like, they turn on him. Like, yeah. there is there was a lot of hatred for him for a long time. That's so interesting. I think by the end, people, like, come around to them and like them, from, from what I recall. And I like him. I've always liked him. But it was just interesting. It's like, a person is yeah. not just one thing, right? And, yeah. and I think something to be aware of, like, on, like, Yusuf, for example, like, Sofian was, like, flirting hard, blatantly, openly, asking her out on dates, and, like, oh, yeah, he was going, like, he made it super clear, and, in fact, I, at some point, thought, oh, it's so interesting how I never quite connected, this is where I retroactively 
understand things about the original after watching this. Um, but one of them is I, I re realized how similar uh, Sana slash Iman are, are to, well, I don't know Manon, but certainly to Nura, where they are both characters who have put up for different reasons, extremely hard, like hard walls. And you and somebody who genuinely likes them is trying to break through. Yeah. Yes. And he is, he is going for it. And so when she rejects him, if he were just like, okay, I guess I'll, you know, and, and then Manon comes on to him and he's like, I can't, I really like, I would be like, you wuss, like, come on, like be yeah, a yeah. normal human. Uh, exactly, so, so that's why I was like, I understand, even, even, I know I just literally mentioned it, uh, where I was like, why are you showing up at school to pick up Manon? Well, to make her jealous, like, I can see yeah. that too. Like a person is not just one thing. We're not Tinkerbell. We can feel more than one emotion at the same time. Exactly, And kind of that's what makes us great. I'm not, that's what makes people great. That like, it's like the prickly people who are the most interesting to watch and the most, you know, like so he, she so really, she really puts him through it. Like even in that final scene, final, uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> he looks like he's about to cry for like. Oh, I loved it so much. So much of it. And he's like, it's so dramatic. But thank you for it. giving me your answer. <laughs> I'm gonna go cry now as I drive to Morocco. Like, sorry, I might drive to the airport. And then she's like, I didn't give you my answer yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I loved it. That's another very kind of like screenwritery scene in oh, that it breaks from the sort of realism I, that otherwise the show goes for. But yeah, I, love I do it. think that France feels, I think we've mentioned this before, that does feel like the one that feels a little bit the most, uh, not Hollywood because it's not Hollywood, but like, but, but yeah, writery, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. controlled. And I mean, they're all controlled, but I don't know. It, it, for yeah, sure. it has those touches of that you recognize as Hollywood movie language. Even the dance thing, as I mentioned before. Even the dance thing. I, um, I, I was, I follow all of Scam on Instagram, uh, the the website that has all the links. Um, uh, and I think they were doing a thing about unpopular opinions, and then you have to go with yes or no. Uh, and so one of them was like whether or not the dance uh -huh. was cheesy or not. And I was like, no, uh -huh. it's perfect. But a lot of people were like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of loved it in the way, do you remember the movie Fish Tank that we watched in at AFI in Barry Sabbath's yeah. class? Yeah. It's about a, it's a British movie about a girl from the, they don't call it projects over there. I can't remember what they call it. Uh, anyway, council, council housing, who really dreams of being a dancer. And then she goes to audition and it's not like a horrible audition, but she's clearly not a dancer. And there was something wonderful about doing it that way as they established early on Sofiane is a fucking amazing dancer and so is Iman they like later show us so I, I loved it it felt real it felt yeah, like I liked like it and also this this yes it might feel Hollywood but it captured that awkwardness but also the like it felt emotional, it felt like they were emotionally connecting. It wasn't about doing a perfect dance from a dance movie, even though they do move really well, but it's the emotion that matters so much I more. think also to me, because they've, yes, it might feel a little like, like we said, like Hollywoody, uh, but they've set up from the beginning that Sofian is a big gestures sort of guy. Like, this is like, you know, like this is who he is, this is yeah. his character. Yeah, 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 that, yeah totally. That, that like funfair date like I was like on a high I like posted it on Facebook like hello this will make your day like better watch this clip you know <laughs> yeah it was amazing
the and again very kind of like a hollywood teen drama but also like i fucking loved it i will say how also i noticed in this watching this how if iman slash sana is like nura then sofian the anti-william like he's soft he cooks he cleans um he dances well i guess there's no reason william can't dance but william doesn't seem like the type who does dance just so we're clear and and the most important feature is, is that he doesn't push her like when she says no finally he's like okay like i guess i've been you know dumped and he does push her with like asking her out on a date and all this kind of stuff but in a gentler way like not in a way that makes he's my anti-william <laughs> okay i think most of that was there. I don't know what's going on with the internet right now. It's being so shitty. But yes, I agreed with your sentiments of the anti-William and the not pushing her. And that's, and I think like respecting her boundaries, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And like when he doesn't even like with the dance thing, like, yeah, then, then she overreacts. And then again, then, then he gets angry too, because he's a normal human being. So he's like, there's only so much I'm going to, you know, give. That's, right. that's what he says too, after the dance, he's like, I'll wait for you, but you, you know, it won't be for nothing. Yeah. I love that. Cause it shows self-respect also without being, and not like being pathetic, but also like, I'd really care for you. And like, come on, like throw me a bone. <laughs> and I also believed, I also believed their history, like that he's been around as she's been growing up. Like, yeah, totally. Like, and then he's come back and sees her in, in a new way or in a different way or like in a deeper way than before. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was also well done. Uh, so I was, yeah. I do know, um, and I can't come from the Muslim rep present, uh, you know, point of view, but I just wanted to mention it that I do know that there's also like a mixed reaction to them actually kissing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, neither one of us can speak to yeah. that, but I would love to know more. Yeah, so I do I do know that that's a topic that has come up in terms of them. And in later seasons, I do feel like the show has a mixed opportunity in not giving us enough of them uh, in the background or in social media, but we do get, they're still together. They actually just went to Morocco, if you're wondering, uh, Liska. Whoa, <laughs> that makes me happy because I totally ship them. Yeah, me too, Sophie Mann. Sophie Mon. Sophie Mon, that's their ship name. That's their ship name. And yeah, and I think I think the other frustration from the season, and it doesn't even come from, it's not their fault. It's more of a fandom thing. It was so frustrating to be watching her season and to go to the Scam France tag and not see a single post about her. Mm. Because it was all still about uh, Elu, the, uh, the actors. Sorry, yeah, okay. Um, and, and so like, I would have to like, look for her name or look for Sophie Mon to be like, to really get the content about this season, so. I don't know. It was just a little bit frustrating at times. Do we want to say more about Sofian? I feel like the gist is we like him. I like, I like him a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think he works really well in the story. I think he's like perfectly balanced for her. Like, yeah, just, I really liked everything. Oh yeah. And, and yeah, like I told you, I was looking at my, uh, the gyms I had reblocked back then. And I was super into the laundry folding scene. I was like, yes, <laughs> I a million times. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. And I loved it too. Where I was like, this is actually, it is so intimate. Like yes. holding laundry is a very intimate action. Very house, like home. Yeah, there was a lot of like, yeah, yeah, playing house a little bit, right? Yes, exactly, uh, exactly. And I liked the teasing and I liked the flirting there where she was all like, what else can you do with your hands? And <laughs> yeah. Like, Not what <laughs> I meant and you know it. 
<laughs> they have a really good dynamic and really I do and I do think like they have good banter and I like the chemistry and I like them so I'm glad uh Sophie Madden lives on yeah okay um, there was a little carrot shout out for you I know yes there was uh, like, they were like I, towards know, the end of the season there. episode um episode 10 actually has a couple of little nods yes uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, they have like the visit to the nurse where Yusef gets mentioned and then the peeling carrots reference. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought that was all really cute. Okay. So okay. Um, can I just, what, I just want to point, I think family is the next kind of thing to talk about. Yes, Mom, dad, that's, and that's what I was going to say. Okay. Just before we get to that one. Oh, one last Iman thing. And this is like season France versus OG. That last episode and the party at she gives speech and she breaks the fourth wall and looks at the audience worked so fucking well for me and was so positively emotional and it made me retroactively even more mad that they gave it to Jonas in the original okay so here's my thing one I will say one good thing this is the only remake that hasn't taken any episodes away yeah, uh, from Iman, which I thought yeah. was very strong. I think I think I would have been okay with the speech ending of Jonah because I do love my parallels. But I think then I think Sana needed to have an equally strong moment on screen. And it's her. For, it's just it's her season. It's her lived experience. It's yeah. like I've been emotionally connected to her balancing this as um this part this part of her both her personality and her life. Like that that line of all all of the racism is really shitty and real and hurts that balance like of just how hard it is to move through the world and 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 like recognize like how the big picture interactions versus the the macro versus the micro interactions with your friends um and and how to navigate those how to not let one hurt the other is uh is just like kind of what what the whole season is about and I mean, it's about several things. That's one of them. And so when she gets to say, I, I didn't write down the, the, the exact words of the speech, but it's about love and kindness and like and being like kind and forgiving to each other. It just really, really works for me. And I understand the parallel with Jonas, but it just, it feels like they took something from Sana. I, I do. I, that's that's that the problem. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. frustrating part about that final episode um, overall. Uh, so I yeah. thought that was... I do think that was well done. I just want to make one small note. I thought it was interesting that I think her her commitment to her faith and to Allah really comes through. But unlike OG, they actually don't show her praying until halfway through the season. Yeah, Um, I noticed that, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's a choice. I I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, yeah, Yeah. Um, Because I was almost afraid at the beginning this time that I was like, it kind of, I don't want you to be using her face faith because we would we did get the alarm a couple of times so it would be like a thing that would be stopping her from doing something and I don't think her faith should ever be seen or hinted at as something that is stopping her yeah not how she sees it yeah uh, but I think they yeah. ultimately handled it well especially because they had the parents so let's talk about the parents yes and the brother uh, so the family the family. Um, I thought that as a, a really fantastic addition. I love that they take the fact that Eli- Elias, 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 um, yeah, but slash here Idris. Idris, yeah. Yeah. Um, is home inexplicably from college or like is not in school, like yeah, has graduated. Yeah. And then they, so they take that idea that's in the OG and they make it a plot 
and character dynamic and a family dynamic. And I really, really loved it. I thought it worked really well to add to Sana's journey in that, and again, that way that all the plot points kind of, or all the plot lines rather, all kind of bolster each other and push each other forward. Um, yeah, it really, it, I, I, at some point I made a note of, I'm sure Liska is really loving this uh, in terms <laughs> of, um, I thought the, the dynamic of the unit, the family unit as a whole, mom, dad, brother, sister, and each having a distinct relationship with each parent um, and with each other, uh, and sort of like the layers of that uh, came through. And also the love, the love of this family. And that's like, absolutely. you know how I feel about like, one of my biggest gripes is like, showing Muslim families and only like, as like a, a, a place full of hatred and rules. When Yes, and like patriarchal, you know, like, yeah, rule driven kind of, yeah, absolutely. But they're just, it's, it's like, it's so stupid to say, but it's like, yeah, they're just regular people. <laughs> yeah, and so like when the mom says something like, most moms wouldn't let you go on vacation by yourself. I'm like, she's not wrong. Like, yeah, totally. She's not, I, being, I, she's not being a crazy, irrational mom. She's just yeah. being protective and that's, yeah. And I loved the uh, dynamic of the mom being the more strict disciplinarian and the dad being, because um, that's a family dynamic that I think doesn't often get portrayed for gender reasons. And in this case, also for like cultural, religious reasons, it's, it's even, you know, like a strong choice. Uh, but I also love that the mom, I loved how like the teenager in me was so mad at her but like you said you you understand where she's coming from and the love from her really comes through yeah. you just uh yeah that so yeah so you can be though. like stop judging the girl squad they're good friends even though right you know, even though let's like, ignore the fact that Iman's not gonna like forgive forget who she is just because of them okay like just give them a chance just like whatever I also love the note that it seems like Alexia is the only one they really knew which yeah, like because she knows that she's she's gonna be the best, the best. She's gonna give the best parent, um, <laughs> and and sort of. So I was frustrated from from in that way for Iman, but I also understood where the mom was coming from, from a place of love. And like Iman, or rather her mother, is essentially their problem is that the two are similar. Like they are, they have very similar personalities and these kind yeah. of like sense of responsibility, duty doing the right thing, uh, being a little prickly as people. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then of course, Sofiane is like her dad, which now now that's taking me into <laughs> weird Freudian uh, thoughts, but just, yeah. Anyway, just the way her, and the, the way her parents are a great combination. It And the way that they have their own little arcs, uh, like the mom sort of coming around to willing to give to some extent and I think that, I, again, it's looking back at that frustration. Now it's really funny because it's making me think about the other sauna seasons and what I didn't like about them. And so like for Druk, for example, mm -hmm. it's like some of the parent conversations happen off screen. And I'm like, no, no, I want to see that. I want to see the mom say, yes, you can do this. I'm going to trust you. Right. It's hard for me. Let's all acknowledge this. Like, this is the subject. <laughs> this, it's taking a lot for me to say. Yeah but I'm doing it because I love you and I trust you and you're yeah and that's really important for us to see so this uh, character so there's here. that and then there's España setting up these two really interesting uh characters with the parents and then kind of not doing anything with it ultimately yeah. 
Yeah. And so like, I like that the parents were set up. I like that they were specific. Like I said, like uh, you could get the dynamics, you could get all of it. And then I let somewhere and, and that their frustrations at this point, especially towards the end where she keeps acting in ways like she keeps being angry when she outs um, uh, Idris at the dinner table and her parents are like, oh, you're not off the hook because you don't get like, yes, get to, uh, to do that. You don't get to throw that, your right? brother under the bus. Yeah. 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 I know you're going through stuff, but anger is not the answer. Like not yeah. the, like, this is not how you save yourself from our criticism of you. Yeah. Right? And, and then this is not, this is not how you treat your family. No, it's not how you treat your family. Yeah. Um, that scene where uh, Idris finally, where she, they, when they confront each other before she apologizes, like after that, our uh, dinner table scene, I played that. I watched that three times at least. Cause I was like, this is so good. Uh, him like, it's him. He, I think, is more than anyone the vector for her to change, like to see how she's behaving and adjust it, like how she's not handling it the right way. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I don't think we ever get a resolution to his directionlessness, quote, unquote, in life and the kind of conflict with the parents, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. I mean, that's not something you generally resolve in the space of a couple of months. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I, uh, I did love that they each think that the other is the other parent's favorite. Yeah. Like how she's, he says she's dad's favorite and she says, I think he's mom's favorite. I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, which is very, very like family- yeah, and, and I yeah, I really like the dynamic overall where they are sort of willing effortlessly to lie for each other. I mean, even as the parents can yeah. see the lie. Uh, but they're they they're they're strong, right? They're like, no, no, <laughs> no lie here, no lie here. And how also, but that doesn't mean that they don't fight, right? They, there is the te- teasing, they tease each other, but they also get to actually fight because that's that's how it works and they're yeah. both wrong to some degree and they're both right to some degree and they still come together right and ultimately yeah. they're always going to be there for each other yeah family still wins out in the end one kind of like in extended family not exactly family but her neighborhood and the muslim community that she's a part of st- parts of the story i did really love the girls that she's always interacting with outside the house and i mean i saw the apartment building yeah I and uh, i like how they call her an oreo because yeah and that she addresses it at the end. She's like, stop, I don't like it. Um, and it really adds that sense of that she is caught between two worlds and doesn't feel a part of either. Mm-hmm. But then I also really love, or at least not fully a part of either. And I also really love how after she, I think it's uh, before she's had her quote apology tour, <laughs> but it's after she's had her breakthrough as a character, she's sitting with, I. I think her name is Jamila in the French version as well, and the other girls from the mosque. And she and she's like at peace with them. And she there's a great scene earlier on where she tries to hang out with them and they're talking about having kids, or maybe it's the very same scene. I, now I'm confused. And she's on a totally different path. Like she's not on a path, like they're on a path of like getting married right after high school, maybe right after college, getting a job, having kids, path that most people live. And she clearly, like, that is not for her and not something that she, just like Sana. And so, so in the, the earlier when we see them, she really stands out, like she's not a part of this group. And here, 
she does fit in with them, even though she is different and unique from them. And so it's like the yeah, difference is always within her, you know? Once yeah, she I thought that was well done where she does speak about like feeling like an outsider. And I think there is an acknowledgement subtly. It does not need to be part of the apology tour for, to the black girls in her community and to her Muslim uh, friends, including Yamila, where a little bit is her, right? Like she, yeah. there, that, that is right. She also needs to... Uh, you know, it's like, she's so anxious about it that she's, it's like a self, what's the self-fulfilling um, prophecy? Like, you know, prophecy. keep saying you don't belong, yeah. you don't belong, yeah, yeah. you don't belong, you don't belong. Exactly, you don't belong, yeah. You don't uh, and that's I, I think that's that that's again that dynamic of real external forces yeah. acting on her that she reacts to that then and has behaviors and that has consequences and blowback. It's like it, I don't know why that made me think of like that scene of watching the the four girls uh, in their hijabs like outside of the community. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it made me think of how I actually think it's really clever that how they use the community center uh, to sort of. Um, overlap a lot of storylines um, totally. over and over and, and make it feel like um, authentic or realistic that you would keep running into Sofian because of this or that, or you could be using it for this or that. Uh, and so I thought, I actually think that was clever. I just, yeah, I didn't even notice it until this time around. Yeah, really just good, smart sto narrative storytelling choices all around, I thought. Um, one thing, two, I think there's two things, well, there's one major thing that doesn't work for me about Scam Friends as a whole. It's not that it doesn't work for me, but it has an effect. Um, and I think it has to do with what part of what doesn't work about Girl Squad, which is the casting of them as older than, than they are. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? And I know that there's labor laws and or, or whatever reasons they do it. I, I understand this is like production things are outside of control sometimes, yeah, but it does have an effect on how I perceive them. And sometimes their behaviors are <laughs> worse than if a, a real 16 year old were doing it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there's I do. a I do. disconnect between like, yeah, so. Yeah, I was just looking at how old Asa is, that's Imam. Um, and I think she's 24 now. So she was probably like early twenties when they filmed this. Right. And so, yeah. So, so it makes like even her mom weirdly like, extra antagonistic when she says you can't go because I understand for a 16 year old that's rational but for <laughs> who is clearly a 22 year old <laughs> it's it's like I mean you get used to it or at least I got used to it as I watched it um but it it, it took a, it, it was a barrier for me in the beginning and I think it's part of it does have an effect on the girl squad girls and why yeah. they just don't quite gel right that's fair enough. I don't, I, I don't know why I keep thinking about Manon and you were like, eh, give or take. I think, I don't think they're in either five or six Manon. Oh, interesting. She's definitely, I think they're like, oh yeah, Charles and Manon are uh, off um, doing charity work. Bye. In London? No, not London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not London. Okay. We've been saved from London. Uh, sorry, I, I want to go back to Idris and uh, yes. my note to uh, about her apology to Idris was she apologizes, but like a badass. Um, <laughs> yes, because she's like, you're right, I didn't have to have those things about angry, you can do whatever you want, but I hope you guys get married and have uh, black babies that uh, frighten her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it was great. It was perfect sister apology where you know she means it, but also fuck you. (laughs) And he's like, you were correct. I will take it. Um, (laughs) And also who's talking about babies? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's like, they're both like, come on. So, so I, I just like over and over, I really enjoyed that sibling solidarity. And like you said, like they are in very different stages in their lives. And that means that and they have different personalities and they have different relationships with their parents. So they're not always going to see eye to eye and that's okay. But then she also always has an ally in him because they do have this shirt experience that no one else really has. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I thought that was done. And I think that's what hurts so much when he is angry at her too. Yes. Rightfully. Right. Uh, because that was like the one person she always knew she had in her corner. And even that she screwed up, you know? Yeah, Totally. Uh, so that that yeah definitely worked for me too. They um they've they've they have the same name but they're not siblings as far as I know the actors the same last name. Oh, uh, and <laughs> he's apparently- so tall. <laughs> it is comical when he's next to almost anyone else, including Sofian. It's so funny. Okay, I think those are like the big beats. I was so what I was doing right now is I was trying to look through the through my notes to see like okay well and then I don't think we talked about this because I think it's been talked about before and I don't know what else we can say but you know France does not allow her to wear her hijab during school so um yeah you do get to see her wearing her hijab and her different um head um scarves Scarves. yeah I did Uh, like that she found kind of like uh in in what the fuck she wears hoods often here she does a scarf so she kind of finds a workaround um it is still startling I think which I think that that is a rule (laughs) uh Yeah, I don't have anything more to say really about it. I feel like we've talked about it before, so I don't know what else to add except that uh, that is that is not what inclusion means. Yeah, uh, that is not what tolerance looks like. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's still part of the problem, um, and it's still part of the othering. I think. Oh, totally, uh, and it's part of what yeah, it's part of what fuels her. I mean, almost to a point where I wish they had mentioned it. There's a little line, like almost a throwaway line in, in here where she says, that's why my dad doesn't want me to wear the hijab because yes. he doesn't want me to. And I was like, thank you for directly contradicting every single stupid stereotype because that's the excuse. One of the excuses for those kinds of laws is we're emancipating the women because the men in their lives are forcing them to wear hijabs. And yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I think I think to some extent, but then I then I don't want France to take on more than it does. So maybe it's okay it didn't, you know? <laughs> right, right, uh, right. And, and like I said, uh, her struggle with her faith is never about that, and that's great. Um, and so I, I think overall mm-hmm. in all of the scams, that's something that I'm grateful for, that it's always about something else, um, mm-hmm. not not just that. It's just I think Hollywood has such a shitty view on that and also a shitty view I think it's also because it's something that's so visual of like what a character arc looks like and it's like ah my it's my choice but it's my choice not to wear it and I'm like okay but why can't be your choice to wear it right (laughs) and still be a fierce independent badass woman yeah absolutely yeah well like she says at the end I am choosing to date Sofian even though I know that he is not Muslim Uh and uh I'm making my peace with that and the only person who can judge me is Allah so f y'all (laughs) exactly um yeah okay I think that's about it I think those are uh we we got through all my notes okay also 
I feel like I talked way too much. I'm sorry, but I was just really excited about this season. And no, wanted- I'm glad you were excited. I was also because I wasn't trying to cut you off because we were both having shitty internet issues. So I was like, I'm going to let her finish her thought. There's definitely a couple of lines that I think I'm going to have to listen to the a couple of things you said that I'm going to have to listen to the episode <laughs> to hear what you said. I think I got the gist of them from context, but I didn't want to interrupt us either. I'm definitely, it's not, I don't think it's ever going to be my favorite. Uh, but I think that's just a scam France thing for me in general. It's just like, I don't vibe with it. Like I do some of the other uh, remakes, mm-hmm. but I do think that I do have a better appreciation now that I've seen it as a whole and I've had yeah. some distance from it and yeah. from the discourse and from the fandom, which can be exhausting at times. So, okay, scam friends. Yeah. I haven't seen the other Asana seasons, so I can't say where this one ranks for me. I will say I have seen all the Asanas in different, in, in other seasons. And this purely just from an actor, charisma, fantastic acting, and the choices that the show made, I think this is my favorite, Sana. I like a lot of the others, what they do, they do sometimes different. Like I remember, I think it's in, <laughs> it's gonna end up, it's gonna be Netherlands because that's the one I always think of, but I never think is Netherlands. Um, The one who has the job, there's a Sana who has like a delivery job. She's trying that's to save true. up money. There've been other versions of Sanas that I've liked, but Iman captures, to, to my memory anyway, the most kind of Sana-ness <laughs> and, and just like purely like on an actor charisma level. I love this girl. Like I would watch- I really movie. like her. I really like her a lot too. And she's, yeah. she's like an actor professionally and has okay, yeah. and continues to act. And I think, so I think it's interesting because maybe that is one of the benefits. Like in this, this time you have more of a trained actor, I think that um, yeah. other remakes have had. So um, yeah. The trade-off for casting a little older. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. Uh, This was a, I'm actually really glad that we did this um, conversation now. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. Find us on Tumblr, Twitter, the usual. Email us. Email us, crisisnorwegian at gmail.com. I actually do think we should get an Instagram, even though we, I I do. (laughs) It's just going to be pictures of me repping our cries in Norwegian (laughs) t-shirt. Just kidding. and all my new merch that I got. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, totally. We can, like, up people's Etsys and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. All right, cool. Well, anyway, uh, thank you for, so much for listening. I have no idea how long this is. We'll see. Uh, we're sorry. We're sorry. Uh, and uh, there's there's always going to be a scam friends to discuss. So um, more of those to come be- at some point. We will be coming back to them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Bye, Liska. Bye.